there was a one-armed man, a retired porn star. What? You know, I didn't tell you about any of this? Mm-mm. Do you want to tell on the podcast? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I do not. Fucking Kang. Kang. Bang. Kang gang. Kang gang bang. Kang. Oh, that's bad. The motherfucking conqueror. Welcome back to Fan Speculation. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? What? what? I said Kang what? gang bang. <laughs> <laughs> well, he really could. <laughs> Kang gang bang. He really could gang bang himself. Yeah, he can. We could gang bang himself. He could. If he wanted to, sure. I know. Kang gang bang. <laughs> Gang, gang, bang. <laughs> Let's make that a fucking t-shirt. Hell yeah. Kang, gang, if, bang. If you guys would buy that from us, let us know at Fan Speculation oh on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, <laughs> fan Speculation underscore pod. Welcome back to Fan Speculation. Thank you for um, bearing with us last week. Uh, this one's on me, uh, why we came to the podcast last week. Uh, I had no internet after that horrendous storm we had. Um, you know, all the floodings we had, uh, the storm knocked down my internet and it took some time to get it back up, but we are back now. We are going to, we're, we're sorry if you wanted to hear us talk about El- El- Loki episode five, we're kind of going to breeze through that. We're just going to say that we loved classic Loki, Richard E. Grant. He was amazing. Yep, Kid yep, Loki yep. killing Thor, Bolesville Loki. Um, he, he was funny, I guess. Uh, yeah. alligator Loki, love alligator Loki. Um, president Loki was a bit of a waste, but yeah. funny overall. Yeah. Um, the whole thing was great. Elioth, the direct th- tie-in with Kang, uh, all the memes with Owen Wilson driving Lightning McQueen. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Kuchow! All that shit was fucking funny. Um, all the Easter eggs, the Mjolnir, the, the Throg, meaning Frog Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all great, but holy shit, this, this episode just blew down the fucking doors. It has changed the game of the MCU as we now know it. The multiverse is finally here. Spoiler warnings, by the way, if you haven't listened to us. <laughs> if yeah, we, if well, we, just if, a little late if, for that. If we just spoiled Kang the Conqueror for you, why are you listening to this? Yeah. Anyway, um, so... Anybody thought they were just going to listen and it was just going to be episode five? Yeah, probably. We didn't introduce ourselves. CJ Palmasano. Vinny Carini. Yeah, we're two and a half minutes in. We usually do it in the minute. We are no. just so fucking... Psyched and, and amazed and amazed by how this episode was in awe. This this is absolutely amazing. So we're gonna we're obviously we talked briefly about Loki. We're gonna get to a whole in depth analysis of Loki episode six, along with all the stuff now with 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 the Spider Man No Way Home movie, the news that's going on with that, and the Marvel What If trailer. You know, yes. um, unfortunately for all you Star Wars fans. We're not going to be able to talk about Bad Batch. We're very sorry. But next week, though, we will cover episodes uh, 10, 11, and then 12, which is coming out this Friday, of the Bad Batch when we return next week. Mm. Uh, it will we'll be able to go into a more in-depth analysis of the Bad Batch, so we will be doing more of a Bad Batch episode next week. Have you looked closely at the what-if like propaganda that's been going around, like all the different variants that are standing on the front of it? Yeah, as you can see... 
Peggy, Captain Peggy, Captain Carter. You got that, and and, and you know T'Challa as Star Lord. What if uh, Killmonger saved Tony Stark and Gamora, daughter of Thanos? Like it's, it's a lot of really cool shit. And what if Doctor Doctor Strange Supreme? Doctor Strange yeah. if he was evil. This is an evil Doctor Strange. That's too much. That's too much. How do you stop that? I don't know. That's a that's a one powerful villain right there. Anyway, so yeah, we're gonna be talking about all that shit. We're gonna be talking about the Marvel What If trailer. We're gonna be talking about Loki episode six. We're gonna be tying in a lot about Spider Man because we I feel like we talk about Spider Man every single fucking well, week. Now we have to again. Now we have to. Fucking shit is big. So why don't we kick off with this? Why don't we kick <laughs> off with this? Why are you laughing? Fucking shit is big. <laughs> Let's kick off with this really quickly as it as it pertains to Marvel. We have a new character. Well, he's not new. Yeah. But we have a character finally joining the MCU in the best way this character could possibly join the MCU. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you haven't seen it already, Deadpool was in a trailer reaction watching Free Guy, the new Ryan Reynolds movie coming out later this uh-huh. year, uh-huh. which I want to see that it looks great. It does look good. Um and he is joined by Korg, who is played by Taika Waititi, the director of the of Thor Ragnarok and soon to be Thor: Love and Thunder. He directed that movie. Mm-hmm. He also plays Korg. He was in Korg in every movie that Korg was in. Mm-hmm. And Taika Waititi is the bad guy of Free Guy. I don't know if Taika Waititi is also, you know, if he's um, uh, directed the movie himself. We don't know yet. Know that yet? That doesn't matter. It was so great to see Deadpool be introduced this way, interacting with MCU characters. And Korg is the first one he interacts with. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking funny because at one point he's just like, "Ah, oh, you're getting your own Disney Plus show, aren't you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it! My my favorite thing the whole thing wasn't even with Korg. It was just he's reacting. It's like, yeah. So the last one we did here was uh, was a was a big success, and uh, doing another one here when we re- reacted to Cruella. He's got a Dalmatian. And he says, "Where are the fucking dogs?" <laughs> <laughs> like was my favorite part. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> It was just, like I said, it was the absolute best way possible to introduce Deadpool. Yep, yep. Um, the, hence, I think Deadpool should take all the t- Stanley cameos that Stanley would have had yeah. and just insert them that way because he's the best way to introduce that. Yeah, hell yeah. What did you think of this? Did you? I mean, do you agree? Do you think this is the p- best possible way to introduce Deadpool into the MCU? Yeah, well, you know what? The only other better way would be like insert Deadpool and Spider-Man. Who's to say that we can't see Deadpool and Spider-Man? I'm just saying, like you, you know, best way to introduce him into the MCU. Surprise cameo in Spider-Man. It would be nice. That would be cool. However, this is very good for this is a very good way to introduce him as well because this is a very Deadpool thing. Just showing up randomly in this whole entire thing. Yeah. So, yeah, Deadpool's in the MCU. Now let's get into this good shit, man. Hell yeah. Okay, Loki, episode six. We start off this episode with the Marvel Studios, in you know, uh, classic intro that we've seen for, mm-hmm. for the past few years now. But the audio is special. The audio they kept playing the event. the The Marvel Studios theme was playing, but it slowly started to go away with the audio of different Avengers characters we've been seeing over the years. Yeah, we like s- different phrases they said. Yes, in different movies. We see Falcon seeing good way to go, Tic Tac. We you know we see. Uh, we hear uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, going, I can do this all day. And then she was another Captain America in like, a little Marvel thing. He goes, yeah, I know from Avengers Endgame. And then we see Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It's like They're showing a brief history of the MCU timeline. And then we see 
the sacred timeline and we see other universes piling on top of each other just being all like like and then we see our timeline well the mcu sacred timeline all in a row in a proper flow of time that happens again and again and again mm-hmm. as it should be as mobius has told us in the very first episode we now see where loki and sylvie went in this castle mm-hmm. beyond time mm-hmm. they're ready to go in and the doors open and it's and they think they're alone but out comes Mr. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, neighbor. <laughs> out comes Miss Minutes being trying to be like a horror villain. Hi, y'all. Pff, bitch, yeah. you don't scare me. Mm-hmm. You might have scared some kids. You don't scare me, bitch. You bitch. <laughs> Fucking slut. <laughs> Fucking Miss Minutes whore. Hey, hey, don't you talk bad about Miss Minutes. Fuck that bitch. You can talk about Actually, you can talk about Miss, bad about Miss Minutes. Just don't talk bad about Tara Strong. The voice actress. Oh, okay. She voiced Bubbles and... Harley Quinn in the Arkham video games. Oh, that's cool. All right. And Raven in, in uh, uh, Teen Titans. This is a Marvel podcast. I know. DC your way out of it. Oh, great bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Tara Strong plays Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes is trying to bribe Sylvie and Loki to try and get them to, you know, work with who we find out. <clears throat> excuse me. He who remains. That's right. And at first, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense because he who remains is the one who created the TVA. He is the one who created the timekeepers mm-hmm. in the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. The original motherfucker. Yeah, and the he who remains is like this old, old man. Old ass like, motherfucker. Old, old man. Like, he looks like, um, if you've ever seen the sequel Santa Claus movies, he looks like yes. uh, Peter Boyle as Father Time. Yeah. That's pretty much what he who remains is. But... That's not who we saw. We'll get to that in a minute. So, Miss Minutes said that what if you could change the timeline? The Battle of New York? You win, as you're speaking to Loki. Mm-hmm. The throne? It's yours. And you get to kill Thanos. Yes. And she tried to, tries to bribe Sylvie in saying that she is, um, you know, you could have a happy memory, happy life. And pretty much saying both of them can be on the timeline together. So they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. They walk in this room. In comes an elevator. Opens up. And I knew immediately as that door opened. Who do we see as he who remains? Mm-hmm. Who do we see other than Jonathan Majors? Blah. Who... Has been confirmed Ba-la-p. to be cast Boop-boop. <laughs> as Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> oh my god. I was freaking the. F- I just go to you. I'm like, that's fucking Kang. That's fucking <laughs> Kang. That's the actor who plays Kang. You're like, I know. <laughs> oh my god. I was freaking out. I'm just like, and I said this to you before we recorded. WandaVision may have not had Mephisto, no. but Loki has motherfucking Kang. Motherfucking Kang. Kang gang. Kang gang. Kang gang bang. Kang gang bang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be saying that a lot in this podcast. Ah. Hell yeah. So they enter an elevator. He wants to just like, come, come talk in my office, which by the way, I love Jonathan Majors. I love this little spin. He's, like, he's making Kang quirky and funny and sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. 
They're trying to make, ah, I'm your pal. You can trust me. Like, no, motherfucker, we can't trust you. Is but, he supposed to be like that? Or is he supposed to be super serious all the time? I think Kang is supposed to be more serious, but I like that Jonathan Majors is bringing in this um, this uh, this funniness about uh, about Kang. I don't think we've necessarily seen a villain in the MCU act this way, sort of. I don't think we have. Hmm. Um, anyway. Um, oh, real quickly, because I forgot to mention. Um, we will talk about Black Widow a little later on. Yeah. We won't go into too much of an in-depth analysis, but me and Vinny will give our thoughts and our opinions towards the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I just have to remind myself to do that, because last time when we tried to tell a story about you know the Mercedes, I said we'll say at the end, and then we didn't say it until the following week. Oh, shit. But anyway, so yeah, yeah right. Black Widow. Got to remember that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... He who remains, as Kang, pretty much, um, he's explaining to Loki and Sylvie that I know everything you're going to do before you do it. Bitch. Loki and Sylvie tried to kill Kang every moment they get, but obviously it didn't work. Dumb bitch. <laughs> One wonderful analysis and commentary you're giving on today's <laughs> on today's episode. You're welcome. <laughs> you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Everybody's oh man, it's a good thing we do this shit for free. That's right. Imagine if people had to pay for this shit. Like God, we're paying to hear these idiots. Yeah. Anyway. Uh <laughs> so <coughs> we um <coughs> excuse me. Um Kang and uh, has Loki and Sylvie sit down and he's explaining to them to them why everything needs to be the way it is. Mm-hmm. He's explaining to them that he is keeping everything in order. He is keeping everything the way it should be because long ago, he said a version of himself, he was a scientist, and he discovered that different universes, multiverse, are piled on top of each other to where he met different versions of himself, variants, variants throughout time. And for the most part, there was peace, trying to keep our timelines at bay and nothing to go bad. But as we've learned, Kang learned, there were different versions of himself, many different variants. Mm-hmm. And not all of them shared the same views as this particular Kang variant. That's right, motherfucker. So, <laughs> Kang, he who remains, says that he made the TVA, he made the sacred timeline to stop a greater threat. To stop this from happening. And he gave Loki and Sylvie a choice. Kill me. Give all these people free will. And possibly set up something even worse. Or you run the timeline. You make sure everything stays in order. Yeah. And as we could see, Loki and Sylvie, we thought they were on the same page. But to quote the Red Skull, evidently not. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite lines in Marvel. <laughs> evidently not. <laughs> Fucking shoots the guy. He was so, such a cool villain. He was. He really was. So anyway, we see that, and L- Sylvie thinks he's lying. Automatically thinks he's lying. Loki's like, what if he's not? And they get into a big fucking brawl. And like, holy shit, bug, 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 fucking Loki and Sylvia are fighting. Loki and Sylvia are fighting. Bug. So we see that. And meanwhile, we see Mobius and Renslayer. He's con- he's confronting her. And he is just like, oh, you know, pretty soon everybody will know your secret. Mm-hmm. B-52 gets out of the little cell that she was in the previous episode. 
the time hunters are trying to find her and hunt her down. And they see Ravona Renslayer as a principal in a high school in 2018. And it's like, Judge Renslayer's like, who, what are you talking about? What are you two doing in my school? And B15, uh, B52, sorry. Or is it B15? I think it's B15. What is he call that? Bitch. <laughs> B15. That bitch. B15 is what it is. All right. Okay, so that she, expla- she, ex- <laughs> she explains. She looks, like, she looks like the female version of Gerald from Hey Arnold. They have the same haircut. Oh, my God, dude. I'm just saying. Do I have to cut this out? Probably. No, oh, I'm going to leave it in there because it's late as we're recording this. <laughs> it's all in good fun, people. I'm just saying. She got the same haircut. Same. Okay. Anyway. Uh, you know that theory of, of uh, Marge and Lenny from, uh, uh, not Lenny, Carl, Homer's black friend, and Marge, uh, Marge plus Carl equals Gerald. Oh, my God. You're so right. <laughs> Right, am I? That 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 is correct. Homer must have been pissed. And I guess Peter Griffin and Gerald equals B fifty whatever. Oh good God, man. <laughs> Peter Peter Griffin and Gerald? They're both men. Peter yeah. Peter Griffin's committing pedophilia. Well how else do you explain that woman? Uh how about Respucia from Norbit? Oh, Norbit could be Gerald, and then they, you know. Okay, okay, okay. Am I gonna have to cut this whole fucking thing? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'm not fucking doing it anyway. Right. Oh man. Okay. I so feel like they talk about way more fucked up shit on Joe Rogan, but then Joe Rogan's like, "No, it's all right." Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe Rogan gets away with a lot of shit, and he's fucking famous. Uh, I'm not Joe Rogan. We're not Joe Rogan. We're if not Bill Burke can still do stand up. We're fine. Dave Chappelle could still do stand-up. We're fine. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Anyway, so we see that the that this, uh, you know, B-15 is trying to explain to this, like, yo, this shit, this shit's all fucked up. You need to listen to me. Mobius tries to stop Renslayer, and she says that Mobius betrayed her. Mobius like, you betrayed me. You know, you, you threw away our friend, eons of friendship for a couple of Lokis, for variants, and... So you think all this is okay to, to, to deprive people of free will? Do you really think that's okay? So um, he tries to prune uh, Renslayer. She knocks him down. He's like, do it. It's like, I'm not going to prune you. Like, Where are you going to go then to find free will? Now, Kang mentioned he, the only, they mentioned, uh, I think it was, I think it was Renslayer who said the only person who has free will is the one who created it all. And Kang is the one. He, the. So you think Owen Wilson's gonna go find Kang? Well, we'll get to that in a few minutes, there, pal. Because obviously you're forgetting what happened at the end of the episode. So we. All right. So we see Loki and Sylvie fight. We think Loki. We think Sylvie's won, and Loki. And he, he um, is invisible, and he appears in front of Kang's desk. He's like, he's like, stop, look. And with tears in his eyes, he's like, I don't want the throne. I don't want power. I don't want any of that. I just want you to be okay. And then they kiss each other. Bang. Which is what we all we all want Sylvie and Loki to get together. Kang bang bang. We all love we all know Kang bears the fuck out of that. Anyway, so <laughs> Kang gonna bang himself. <laughs> so we see that. We're like, oh fucking A right. Even one so Loki and Sylvie to get together. Hell yeah. Is it incest? We don't know. Is it masturbation? 
We don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. All I know is that there's two sets of hands, two sets of feet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. So, <laughs> ignoring that for a minute, um, Loki and Sylvie kiss. They embrace each other. And Vinny is uncontrollably laughing right now. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. So, we have this this nice moment between Loki and Sylvie. And she's like, I care. It's like, I care about you, too. And I just, and I think, I believe she says, all I want, I just want you. Bitch. And then takes Kang's little tempad thing where he was using to show his variants, send him back to the TVA. Mm-hmm. And Kicks then, him right through that little window. And then she kills Kang. Bitch. And then so he the, says, see you soon, bitch. He didn't say bitch. Fine. But he does say, see you soon. Motherfucker. <laughs> so... so I said the second he she stabbed him, this is exactly what he wants. Yeah, this is what he wants. He wants his variants to be around so he can rule. Mm-hmm. If anything, this Kang is just taking one for the team. Yep. Before the more powerful Kang we meet in the MCU later on, every Kang that gets defeated is taking one for the team for the next Kang. Mm-hmm. So we see B fifteen and Mobius in the main area of the TVA, and the timelines have branched. Exponentially, we yep. see we see the timeline. The fucking multiverse is here, everywhere, everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. It is the force. So we see, we see them like, you know, it's like, it and Moby's like it's done, and it's like no going back now. There's no going back now. B15's like, who says anything anything about going back? Mm-hmm. Moby just says for all time, and B15 responds, always. We see Loki, he. Brushes past some some hunters and pushes them away. Now I don't know why I didn't catch on. Why is it strange that no one's stopping him? Yeah, we didn't think that at first. And thinking that now, looking back, like yeah, that is weird. Then we see Mobius and B fifteen. It's like, what do we do? I don't know. What does he want us to? Do? I don't know what he wants us to do. It's like, how can we stop it? We can't stop it. Loki says, We're like, huh? Everything we saw, we we made a grave mistake, Mobius. We thought we'd come in. This is exactly what he wants. He who remains. He wanted us to, to stop him so he could, so his branch, so his branch uh, variants come out, and there are millions upon different versions of him, and he is more powerful than the next. And someone dangerous and mad, like he's freaking the fuck out. And Lo- and Mobius is just like, all right, calm down, calm down. You're an analyst, right? What group are you in? Uh huh. And wait, what? What do you thought? What's your name? Mobius doesn't fucking remember Loki. Yo, why? He's like, what are you talking about? Mo- it's me. Mo-. And and then they call some. They call for some people to come down. And Loki is so confused. And in the space where we saw the three timekeeper statues, mm-hmm. instead we see a soul statue in Kang the mm-hmm. Conqueror. Yep. That is how the fucking show ends. And it bugs me the fuck out. <laughs> this is fucking amazing. Bilbo Buggins. And we saw in a little after credit scene, it said Loki Laufeson. A stamp comes on. It says, Loki will return for a season two. Hell yeah. We are getting a season two of Loki. We don't know when, but we're getting it. Hell yeah. Okay. Biggest takeaways to take from this. Your thoughts on this whole thing. Uh, biggest takeaway: um, new big bad confirmed as mm-hmm. Kang. 
Uh, we know he was coming, but we we didn't know what shape or form. Um, we had inclinations, though. We, you know, we said in previous po- previous episodes that it was going to be Kang that showed we up. Fi- we figured. Actually, no. You asked me in the last episode that we did. What's your predictions for the last two episodes? And I said the reveal of Kang and Loki and uh, and Sylvie. You know, getting fucking together. I mean, I figured that too. I mean, I also thought that we were going to see Mephisto in the fucking WandaVision before we started this podcast, but obviously it didn't happen. Yeah. So we now know that Kang is here. We originally were going to, we knew we were going to see Kang and Ant-Man and the Wasp Contamania because Jonathan Majors was confirmed to be in the cast of that movie. Yeah. He still is. Did he say my name is Kang? I don't think he ever said his name was Kang. No, he just said it. He said, you know, he's like a conqueror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Kang. So, but but we all know he's Kang. We all know he's Kang the Conqueror. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, right, even if you didn't even know, the second he said Conqueror, you knew he was fucking Kang. Yeah. So, now we... Was that you? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Did it sound like somebody was knocking on the door? Yeah. I had to be worried about that for a second. So, Mm -hmm. we now know Kang is here in the MCU. His fucking variants are gonna be everywhere and this Crazy. is and this is gonna take a huge avengers movie to fucking stop him yeah we they essentially like unlocked rick from rick and morty infinite ricks and infinite mortys yep so they but like evil ricks just mm-hmm. all evil ricks yep so we now see that kang is here his variants are coming the timeline is all fucked up and how mobius doesn't remember Loki, I don't know. Maybe that's how why he's killed because he's been made into his image. Yeah, maybe. We don't know how this affects Earth. We don't know how this affects our universe. Well, the MCU's universe, rather. We don't know any of that. We don't know anything yet. Not a thing. So they've just left us on a huge cliffhanger and a huge, huge fucking episode. Like, I was saying to you before, I think this this is definitely the best Marvel show they've done. Oh, yeah. And this is up there with how good The Mandalorian is. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And, uh, I fucking mean, right it's, on there. it's just so fucking good. Everybody in this show, the, from the writing team, the directors, the the producers, the actors in the show, everybody was top notch, and I fucking loved every second of it. Hell yeah! This was just this is one of my favorite things in the MCU in a long, long time. It's it's way up there. It is way up there for me for how much I love this show. Tom Hiddleston fucking deserves this. We're getting a fucking second season. Kang's been set up as the next big bad of the MCU. And all hell is broken loose. Just a ton of shit. A lot of shit. And this ties in to fucking Spider-Man. Hell yeah. I was saying from like episode four, those variants of Loki confirmed that you don't need to make replicas of Tom Holland. And 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 this is how you justify Garfield and Maguire being in there. Not all yep. the variants have to look like each other. That's right. So now, there is a bit of news with, as that pertains to the Spider-Man uh, movie. We have seen. I sent you this video, but you didn't watch it. But I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say. Yeah, I didn't. Is. I didn't watch that one because I was working. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. A few news stories that we got from this for Spider-Man. This is bef- confirmed before we ha- had Loki released. Earlier this week, uh, there were reports saying that we're going to have a rematch in Spider-Man No Way Home oh, yeah. of Doc Ock and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Yep. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and Electro, Jamie Foxx's Electro. And we've learned that Garfield, Maguire, and 
Holland will be all co-leading this movie. That's from my understanding. We also found out some very interesting news about the trailer and when it could release. So reports were saying that the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, apparently Marvel wants to release it before the Marvel What If series. Yeah, which is at the end of August, right? Beginning of August. Be- oh, so that's right around so the corner. August 11th is the day when Marvel What If Episode 1 drops. <laughs> they should have just done it at the end of this episode. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Like, they come on. D- you don't want to overshadow anything else. You can't. Fine. This is a huge monumental fucking episode. I know. I get it. I get it. And I get I'm, it. Or at least, at least release, like, at least put the trailer in the movie theater for Black Widow. Again, that would have overshadowed Black Widow. I, I texted this to you after I saw it. Yeah, you're right. It would have overshadowed Black Widow, and it's going to take away from everything. So they don't want to take away Spotlight from Shang-Chi and the Eternals. If you put I forgot it, about that yeah, entirely. Ex- exactly, because if they made a release in one of those movie theaters, I, I, I think we're I, I think we're definitely going to get the Spider-Man. No, uh, Shang-Chi is no, going to be a movie, not a show? It's a movie, dude. Oh, I thought it was a show. No, it's a movie. It's a fucking movie. It's going to be awesome. It is. It looks fucking cool. It so, does look fucking sick. So we're not going to get a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer when they release Shang-Chi and the, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And, excuse me, definitely not the Eternals because the, the Eternals come out in November and Spider-Man No Way Home comes out in December. Hmm. So it makes sense for this little bridge of time now because Black Widow had its opening weekend. Loki is now done. Give it some time to breathe. Maybe have more time for people to come to go see Black Widow and all that shit. And then I say, end of this month, fucking release the trailer. Oh yeah. I fucking hope they do. Oh yeah. Because because this needs to fucking happen now. I was saying. Give that me I, that sweet I, juice. I, <laughs> I was saying that I they should release the trailer. After Loki is over, because that is what's setting up this whole multiversal war, this whole this whole thing, everything. Loki has set up the MCU, pretty much the entirety of Phase Four. It's set up. Hell yeah! It has set up so much shit, and now, what do we? What's going to happen to Loki in season two? Where is Sylvie, and does she regret her decision? All these questions need to be answered. So. When do you think we'll see Kang again? Do you think we'll see him? Whoa. Do you think we'll see him before Ant Man the Wasp Quantumania? Or do you think we're not going to see him until Ant Man the Wasp Quantumania? We're not going to see him until Ant Man. I think it's possible we could see him in, in Multiverse of Madness. Oh, wait. Doctor Strange comes out before that? Why did I think Ant Man comes out before that? I don't know. Oh. Doctor Strange? No, it's definitely going to be in Multiverse of Madness. I think he could show up in there because... He's definitely going to be in that. Because Doctor Strange has to try and fix the fucking multiverse. And what we can be doing with Kang here is Thanos, when they were setting him up as the big bad, they 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 gave little snippets of him of him here and there. What's one thing we always saw in comic books and in TV shows for these superheroes? They fought a lot of the same villains. They fought them a lot over and over again. What oh. if Kang is the villain they just they just barely can't beat? And it takes a long fucking time to beat him. Probably. That's why I think we could see him on Multiverse of Madness. When you were when you were first talking about what do we always see in comic books, I first thing I thought of was all the weird ads in the back page. Why? I don't know. I just always see them in comic books. And you only see them in comic books. Yeah, I guess so. So Kang is now the big bad of the MCU. 
he's taken over he is truly taken over the TVA he has truly created time in his image and is this the fallout for what the Avengers were doing we don't know but he's the ultimate time travel villain yep so what do you think how long do you think it'll be before we see Loki season 2 oh fuck um What's the going rate for them with different seasons? A few months? No, they. Uh, I mean, Mandalorian. We didn't see season two until like um, a year. No, about a year later. All right, well then a year. We could see a, a year or two, I think. Yeah, they gotta start pumping this shit out, dude. Well, the th- here's the thing, though. They have they have the stories have to align with how the movies are going. Yeah. So maybe they'll they'll find time when some of these movies are being released to film season two. That's crazy, dude. I know it's so fucking crazy. Dude, the MCU has had a laundry list of movies. Mm-hmm. Like, the longest laundry list of movies. Yeah. Of a continuous story. They of, have to. Of any franchise ever. Yeah. Something that was not even thought possible. Yeah. So, what did you like about... Real quickly, let's wrap up on this episode. What did you like best about this whole thing? What what moments did you like? What was mm. What were your takeaways? Like... I actually think I asked your takeaways earlier, but what what did you enjoy most about this episode? Probably the introduction of Kang. Like everybody's gonna say that. All right, fine. Um, no, you you can say that. That's fine because that was mine too. Oh, okay. I mean that and how the multiverse has finally been confirmed. Oh yeah, that. Of course, of course. How this sets with Spider Man, fucking every single fucking movie you can think of. So. Are we going to get any live action what ifs or is it all going to be cartoon? It's all animated. Yeah. Um, But let's talk about that real real quickly. Marvel's What If. So we saw the trailer. Now the Marvel What If series, for those of you who are not aware, this is a concept of what if the question. What if Tony Stark was never taken by the Ten Rings and he was saved and that person was Killmonger? I know, crazy. What if Peter Quill wasn't taken by Yondu and the Ravagers? What if it was T'Challa and he becomes Star-Lord? Yeah. What if Peggy Carter took the super soldier serum and she became Captain Carter? What if Doctor Strange became evil? Evil. Every villain is lemons. <laughs> <laughs> evil! Evil! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, what if Doctor Strange became evil? Uh, and a whole bunch of other great concepts. So I think this will tie into Multiverse of Madness. Hell yeah. I don't think this will be some kind of one-and-done, one-off type of show. I think they will tie things into Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. We saw shots of Scarlet Witch. We saw Spider-Man in this trailer. We saw some things with different Guardians in here. Gamora is daughter of Thanos, so she never joined the Guardians. Thor, uh, he appears to be deemed as party Thor and uh, seems to be a little bit dim-witted. Because mm. he goes like, oh, slow down. Not everybody understands. It's not, <laughs> not that I don't understand anything, but, but some people might not. But, but continue. <laughs> so we see uh, this will also be Chadwick Boseman's final performance as T'Challa. Mm. They were able to get him into this before he passed away. Wow. That's Chadwick Boseman's voice. He recorded T'Challa's lines for Marvel What If right before he died. Wow. I know. This is great. Just sad. It's a shame. It's gonna. It's see, hearing his voice in this show is gonna hit hard. Knowing yeah. knowing this is this is gonna be it for him. Yeah. And I'm excited for it. My favorite concept I think that I'm looking forward to most is probably what if Doctor Strange was evil. 
Because what if we got that Doctor Strange and the Doctor Strange we know in Multiverse of Madness? And to Doctor, fight each other? And Doctor Strange has to fight himself? He would. That would be pretty cool. And he would win. Oh, for sure he'd win. But which one? Which he? Benedict Cumber, motherfucker. They're both Benedict Cumber, motherfucker. Not necessarily. Who? <laughs> well, the, the Not ev- variants don't have to look alike. The ev- the evil Doctor Strange is voiced. Evil. He is voiced by Benedict. Evil. <laughs> he's, he's, he's voiced by Doctor Doctor Strange. He's voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. Fuck that motherfucker. Jesus Christ Almighty! <laughs> this is our most off the rails episode ever. Uh, hell yeah! Except with the exceptions of my edited edits from the first episode. <laughs> Again, things you you guys will never ever hear. Unfortunately, you, you can't. You can't. It's bad. Can't. Anyway, so buy me nice things, and you just may. Yeah, you just might. Bribery. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Capitalism, in my eyes. So, <laughs> I think that's my favorite concept. What about you? Out of, all, out of all these what if concepts, you know? Oh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Being I want to see Peggy Carter because it's gonna be fucking hot. Peggy Carter, Captain Carter, Captain Motherfucker. The one right after that, I'm really excited about is T'Challa. And then I'm very interested to see about, you know, Gamora, daughter of Thanos. That's going to be sick. I'm very interested to see that because this is the Gamora who just taps into her evil side, her evil side. Mm. (laughs) How we met. (laughs) So I'm very looking forward to that. We saw a brief glimpse at Spider-Man in this show. Scott Lang's head from uh, severed from his body, but he's like in the fucking tube like Futurama. Oh, yeah. So I... The Spider-Man that we saw kind of looked like the Spider-Man from Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. This animation very much looks a lot like the Into the Spider-Verse animation. It was pretty cool. Could they could that Spider-Man be could it be Tom Holland? I don't think it is because it look doesn't look anything like Tom Holland. Could it be the spy, one of the Spider-Man from Into the Spider-Verse? Maybe. Could it be? What if it's the? What if it's the, like uh, the Tobey Maguire Peter Parker that was supposed to be in Into the Spider Verse? He's like an old beat up Spider Man. Well, that wasn't Tobey Maguire in the movie. That was Chris, no. That was Chris Pine. I know. But what if that's Andrew Garfield? What if that's the Spider Man from the animated series from the nineties? Hell yeah! The possibilities are endless. Looking at this, <laughs> lo- looking at this Spider Man and the animation, because every character appears to be. They seem to look just like the person who was in the show, who was in the movies. Yeah. Even the Robert Downey Jr. looks just like the Robert Downey Jr. The Iron Man looks just like Robert Downey Jr. Even though it's not Downey Jr. doing his voice. Yeah. I remember seeing like comments on YouTube being like, "How come they couldn't get RDJ to be in be in this show?" And the reply was, the first reply was, uh, "Because he's too fucking expensive." Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna want a shit ton of money. Yeah. So they pretty much got everybody else back, and everyone else looks like them. The only thing that, like, character that doesn't really look like himself and the person who's playing him, Tom Holland, is is Spider Man. So I'm thinking that's a different version of Spider Man that we're seeing. I don't think that's Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah, because Tom Holland would have done it. I, I think he absolutely would have done it if they asked him. Mm-hmm. So that's my t- whole take on this thing. I think mo- what if can tie into the multiverse of madness, and we could possibly see, you know. Some of these characters come in and just tangle with Doctor Strange, or Doctor Strange has to kind of fix their their whole reality. And and I'm, I'm thinking we could see evil Doctor Strange versus versus Doctor Strange. We could see you know Scarlet Witch fight help him fight off. Like it's a lot of endless possibilities for Doctor for Multiverse of Madness. That's too much. I know your head's spinning right now, ain't it? 
That's way too much. <laughs> I know. It's fucking, a lot. It's fucking crazy. That's a lot to process. It's, it is a lot to process. So let's dive right into... Um, you need to go Spider-Man again? We talked a lot about Spider-Man. Yeah. We were just talking about Spider-Man. I know. We were just talking about Spider-Man. I feel like there was something else I needed to mention about it. Um. Oh, Uh. this kind of... I don't think we... Did we talk about the, the Funko Pops and the action figures? No. I feel... We didn't, right? I don't think we did. No. I don't think we did because I think that was released after we did the previous episode. Oh, yeah. That's when I texted oh. you that one day. I was like, look at these motherfuckers. Yes. So, um, if we did talk about it, all right, fuck us, I guess. But real quickly, Marvel had released uh, a line of action figures for the Spider-Man No Way Home movie where we saw a bunch of different stuff. We saw a black and gold Spider-Man suit, mm-hmm. which Vinny thought that was the... Uh, I thought it was like gold symbiote for some yeah. reason. Which, don't get me wrong, I showed that to my boss and he thought the same thing. Oh, really? Yes. But what Well, I, it looks so much similar. It does look very similar. But what I pointed to you, which is in the Spider-Man PS4 game, uh, it looks like the anti-ox suit. Now, those who played the Spider-Man PS4 game, at the end of the game when Peter Parker is fighting Dr. Octopus, spoiler if you haven't played the fucking game. Fucking bitch. Um, he created a suit <laughs> made of the same material from Doc Ock's uh, mechanical arms. Yeah, and real fast before yeah. CJ continues. The reason why CJ doesn't laugh when I say these things and he's so professional is because CJ's known me for so long. My jokes, he's just not phased by them. I'm phased by some of them. Some of them. Most of them. That's because there's fresh content. But I'm also trying to keep my composure in doing this podcast. Nah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Vinny and I like to we love to bust balls I think his goal in this podcast is how many times can he get me to like laugh or spit out my beer in the middle of me talking or edit something out <laughs> <laughs> this won't uh, no, no, nothing's getting taken out of here this one so we saw a bunch of different uh, action figures thing, and I said like the gold the black and gold look very look like the anti-ox suit and I sent mm-hmm, Vinny, mm-hmm. Vinny a picture of it because he hasn't played the game before um, so for those of you who don't know it it is a black Spider-Man suit, mechanical Spider-Man suit. The eyes and the Spider-Man, the spider symbol are yellow, and it looks very similar to the anti-Ox suit. It could be a way that, you know, to confirm that he can fight Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. It also could be, some people on the internet were saying, it could be like a Rubbermaid suit to try and fight Electro. Yeah. It could be one of those. Uh, we saw a Funko Pop of the upgraded suit where he's flying. We saw a um, Funko Pop for Ned and MJ. We saw Doctor Strange. It appeared to be street clothes. Oh, and he was had a shovel, which was very interesting. Even though he had his uh, he had his cape on, it looked like he was digging for something. And I will get into this last one real quickly because I just remembered what that other thing about Spider Man was that I need to talk about. So. Uh, and then we have the enhanced suit. We have these leaked photos of the, of the new Spider-Man suit that a, a, a Peter appears to have made. I originally thought that he had like an arc reactor in his suit. But what it appears though, and I'm looking closer, it looks like Doctor Strange has enchanted it and Peter could use magic with the mm. suit. That's what the whole thing in the symbol in, in his chest looks like. That's what it looks like on his fucking arm. It looks like the things that Doctor Strange uses. Little fucking I don't know. Would would fake Quicksilver call them Wiggly Woos? The, <laughs> the circle circly Woos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that fucking sucked. Anyway, so <laughs> we saw that. But the the other thing, I don't think I definitely did not tell you this. 
about the Spider-Man movie. Okay. Okay. So one of the proposed um, uh, apparent uh, things that happens in the movie is that Doctor Strange is already aware that these villains are not in the right timeline. Doctor Strange has held them captive until he knows what to do about the multiverse. Whoa. Peter, obviously, Peter, MJ, and Ned obviously go to to Doctor Strange's house for protection while Peter is being hunted for being accused of killing Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio. Mm-hmm. So he sees these villains and he these these whoever these uh, the villains are and he tells Doctor Strange this is wrong you know they they need to be put back and they're set free he's and and it's Peter Parker Tom Holland's Peter Parker is the reason why they escape oh shit and that's how this whole fucking thing happens who these villains are we don't know yet they could be Electro and Doctor and Doc Ock they could be Doc Ock and the Green Goblin they could be Green Goblin and the Sandman or they could be whoa or, you know, the rumors of Sandman from Spider-Man 3 coming in this movie I'm really not happy about it I really hope it's not Sandman I cuz really I just I don't want that I I want to see you know obviously Doc Ock and, and Electro uh Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin you know, I also I also think get fucking Defoe. Here's another thing I think I Fuck think Sandman. Uh, I mean, my ascent, my D list fucking villain. I mean that Sandman was just bad. Yeah, I don't think the actor was a bad choice. It's just the material was so bad. Oh, I have kids. <laughs> so does everybody else. We don't have kids. Not I know, but you know You're what I mean. You're making a point. I know what you mean. Anyway, so that's what I'm saying is that um. I mean, Mike, I've said it many times in this podcast, but the, the Sinister Six, I think you and I can both agree on. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, mm-hmm. Doc Ock, mm-hmm. Electro, mm-hmm. Vulture, Scorpion, and I, I, I say Mysterio. Oh, yeah. Because I, don't, I still don't think he's dead. Bring it on, Jake. I think Hall's still out there. I think he's a fucking sneaky little bastard. Mm-hmm. I don't think his team is the only one. To, I think he's out there. So that's what I think the Sinister Six will be. Um... I also think that we will not only have Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, but I think we have our own Norman Osborn. I think there is a Norman Osborn out there. Maybe he's our, maybe he's a oh, good... Oh, in Tom Holland's... Yeah. Maybe he's a good guy. Maybe. Maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he doesn't ever become the Green Goblin or something. Who knows? Or maybe he's good who then turns bad. We don't know yet. That happened with Dafoe's Goblin. Mm-hmm. So... That is the news that I've had from Spider-Man. It's what I mentioned earlier, and apparently Peter Parker, Tom Holland, is apparently the one who freed these supposed villains, and that's what's caused all this chaos. And now Doctor Strange has to go off, fix the multiverse, and then we get help from Andrew Garfield and Peter, Par- uh, Andrew Garfield and Tom and Tobey Maguire. Fuck. <laughs> yes. Okay, what scenario do you like better? Because I've been thinking to myself back and forth, what would be a cooler way to introduce Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire? Think about these scenarios, right? Mm. Think about this. The first one is a bit of an obvious one, but it would still be cool. You got an idea? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Doctor Strange meets up with Tom Holland. Doctor Strange, before uh, when he first originally brings him back and he sees the caged villains. Yes. The reason why he brings him back is not only to hide for the supposed killing of Mysterio, but he needs Tom Holland's help tracking... The two Spider-Man variants that are loose in their timeline. Who needs help? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange needs help with Peter to find his variants. Yes. So. How does that work out? 
let's just let's just say that you know they've somehow landed in Tom Holland's timeline. Okay. Yeah, that's the premise of the movie. Yeah. Let's say they're running loose because they don't know what's going on. They're just like running around, seeing all this crazy shit, knowing that it's not fucking their timeline, or realizing they're in a strange fucking place. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange needs help, Tom Holland's help, to find them because mm-hmm. he is them. Yeah, and he might know where they might go. Yeah, and like obviously, like the anticipation of seeing them because they're hunting them, like. Doctor Strange and Tom Holland are hunting Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. But why? I don't understand why they'd hunt them. I just mean, to find them, and then they all team up. That's not a bad concept. I don't think Doctor Strange is going to be helping the Spider-Man at all in this movie. Really? I think Doctor Strange is going to be playing more of a role like he did in Thor Ragnarok, where he helped Thor and, and Loki find... Well, Thor mostly instead of Loki. I've been falling for 30 minutes! My favorite part of the whole fucking movie. Yeah. The best fucking part. Um... So that or anything with Korg, but <laughs> back, back to back to what I was saying. I think Doctor Strange will do. It'll be one of f- a few things. One, Doctor Strange will say to Peter, "Peter, I want to help you, but I can't. There is a bigger mess going on than you realize. I want to help you. I may not be able to. Oh, but." But I've got I've got you some help, and just like in Avengers Endgame, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire walk through portals. Oh, all right, that's cool. That's a cool way to do it. That's fucking cool. Here's another way. That's probably how it's gonna happen. I'm not gonna lie. Here's another way they could. That's do so it. believable. Yeah, I'd, I'm not a gambler, and I would gamble on that. Here's just another, to be like I'm 100 percent certain. Here's another way they can do it. <laughs> would just be equally as cool. Tom Holland is trying to fight off these new villains. Okay, he's because tr- let's let's say that whole concept of Doctor Strange holding. Let's say it's Doc Ock and uh, Electro, and somehow Peter sets them free for whatever reasons. He's a stupid kid. And they convinced him. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to go fight them. Now he's trying to fight them on his own. Ned and and MJ are back at the Sanctum. They're they're back there and they and they need to stay safe. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is off doing whatever he needs to do. He can't help him right now. Same thing, like Peter. I'm sorry, but this has caused an even bigger ripple in the multiverse than you can understand. I can't help you now. Peter has to do this on his own. He goes into, let's say, Times Square. Electro and Doc Ock are causing havoc around the entire city, around all around Times Square. Doc Ock and Electro are too much for our Tom Holland, Peter Parker. Let's say Doc Ock's got Peter Park, got Tom Holland, Spider-Man, right up against the building. It's like, what's the matter, Spider-Man? You can't. I thought we we were done. I thought we've done this before. He's confused. You could like you know, but remember, this Doc Ock knows he's Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and Peter can just think, oh, everybody knows I'm Peter Parker right now. Yeah. It's like, come on, Peter, give it, give me a real fight, just like the old, just like before. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then like show. Maybe Ray as Doc Ock gets a little shh, little knife from one of his hands. Goes to stab him. Gets hit in the head with facing with a web. Hit facing with another web. Boom! In comes Tobey Maguire. They fight. He helps he helps fend off Doc Ock. And he's cool. there for Tom Holland. Electro comes in, tries to fuck everything up, and boom! In comes Andrew Garfield. 
They're pretty sick. They help. They fend off Doc Ock and Electro just for a little bit to get away, and then they reach the rooftop and they're all doing the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> if they do like that's gotta be in the movie I, they gotta acknowledge, they have to that. acknowledge Just, that just once so i think one of those two ways are gonna happen but i honestly think either one would be amazing yeah no pun intended i think your first but, guess is your most accurate I, I think that's what's probably gonna happen mm-hmm. i think that's probably gonna happen is that you know i think peter could still probably fight doc ock and electro and he could probably get fucked up yeah and then it's when Spider, uh, Toby and Andrew are, are revealed. So, overall, that's what I think is going to happen with Spider-Man No Way Home. How they're going to introduce the Andrew Garfield and Peter Parker. Uh, Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker, and the Toby Wire, Peter Parker. The Spider-Man variants. Mm-hmm. Now, to close out the podcast, we are going to briefly talk about our thoughts and opinions on Black Widow. Now, from what I understand, Vinny, I think we share slightly different opinions when it comes to the movie. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. I think we we can agree. And again, spoiler warnings for those of you who don't listen to this podcast. And if you, you should know the game by now. For those of you who do. Um, I think we can both agree. Taskmaster was wasted in this movie. Complete garbage. Taskmaster was wasted. Now, I get... Why did they well, were sorry. doing it? Did they make him? Did, well, did they make the character look cool? Yes, absolutely. Did they make the fight scenes cool? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Storyline to have a structured villain? Absolutely not. I mean, like they gave it a storyline, but it was, was like, like it was like, hey, we have this. Let's just use it. So, I watched a review of a guy named Jeremy Johns. I watch him on YouTube. He's he's fucking awesome. I highly recommend you to watch his his reviews. Jeremy Johns. Don't they make breakfast sandwiches? Jeremy Johns. Oh. Anyway, so Jimmy Johns, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Johns, uh, he was saying how uh, the first thing he said, he's like, all right, Black Widow, the coolest movie of 2015 to to come out in 2021. And he's he's like, like, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, look, it was it was all well and good and it was fun. He's like, but this is a lot of shit I've seen before in different Marvel movies. And I thought of when I was seeing this, like Drakoff was the real villain, the the rule, the guy who runs the Red Room and the and his whole Black Widow program. How I saw it was his daughter, who is Taskmaster, where we learned that Natasha had to follow Drakoff's daughter, which we learned from the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Loki says Drakoff's daughter. Now, when we first hear that, we're probably thinking, is that her father? Like, does he know her father? You know, no, it's this guy she was trying to kill to prove her allegiance to shield and we see this you know this building blow up with this little girl inside and we later learn that drake her his daughter survived because of reasons mm-hmm. and she is now the ultimate widow in the taskmaster put mm-hmm. a chip in the back of her neck so i understand why they did what they did with taskmaster i i get it it does, you know, it levels out, you know, it does show kind of like what a cold, heartless, ruthless piece of shit Drakeoff is. And he did that to his own daughter. He doesn't even give a fuck about her. Mm-hmm. But why couldn't it have been a thing where she could still be Taskmaster or just herself and she could be a widow and she could just want revenge on Natasha? Yeah. Why couldn't it have been something like that? They could have gave us a whole different deal. They could have gave us Boba Fett of the MCU, and they didn't. 
That's a bold statement right there, yeah. I mean, god damn, you're right. I mean, like, it was just, it started off really well with that yeah, in the beginning. because it was that. fucking dope, yeah. and it was, a, it was a silent bounty hunter, essentially. Yeah, a, a silent character, you know? Snake, uh, you know, very similar to like Snake Eyes, and Jeremy Johns also said this. Funny how Snake Eyes is having getting his own movie where he's talking, he's being witty and funny, whereas Tax Ma- they just made Taskmaster Snake Eyes. Yeah, but Taskmaster talks. He yeah. he has witty banter with the Avengers and Spider Man, and he made a very good point, and I have to agree with him. I know you haven't played the Spider Man PS4 game, but Taskmaster is a villain in the game. He's like a side quest villain, and he says the Taskmaster in that video game. Is leaps and bounds better than this Taskmaster in this movie? I'm like, wow, yeah. And you haven't even played the game, but you probably already agree with that statement. Yeah, I do because I don't care what the hell, whatever's in that game is way better. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I think for me, that's the biggest drawback from this movie. Hmm. That's the biggest negative for me is how Taskmaster was handled. I get it, I understand, but why did you have to use Taskmaster for this? Yeah. You could have taken any other character or you could have taken the whole concept of his daughter getting blown up in the building and her wanting revenge is a much better concept than, you know, using her as Taskmaster. Yeah. You know, she could have willingly been a part of the Widow program. Yeah. And, you know, she'd be, you know she's, and she could still be like, I've studied all of your friends. I've studied every single person. And I've studied you and I know you better than you. Know. Like, it just... That could have been a much better concept. Yeah. Overall, uh, those are the only negatives I had. Do you have any other negatives with the movie? And then we can move on to the positives. Hmm. I I get that they had to like explain Natasha's origin story a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just... I don't know if she's an original Avenger. She should have had a better movie. You, you said she, she deserved more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think another thing that there was a bit of a um, was a bit of a um, question in the air was what really happened in Budapest. Yeah. I mean, Budapest was a thing we we learned in the first Avengers movie where Natasha says when they're fighting the Chitauri, her and Hawkeye, saying, "Just like Budapest all over again." And he's like, "You and I remember Budapest very differently." Yeah. Then they're in the Milano going after the times uh, the uh, Space Stone. Sorry, the the Soul Stone. He's like, "We're a long way from Budapest." Yeah. So we see that Yelena Belova, who is uh, Natasha's adopted sister, who is played by Florence Pugh, she was my favorite part of the whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Her and uh, Red Guardian, played by She's Dave. She's also smoking hot. Yes, she is. Her and David Harper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Weiss also yes. still got it. Yes. She was in the movie, too. She played still the mother. Still got it. So. She wasn't even like, you know. She she wasn't even like portrayed as sexy in that movie, and I just remember her from the Mummy, and I get loose. <laughs> yeah, that was funny because because I've I've never really watched the Mummy Mummy movies growing up, but Ashley, so I was like, oh yeah, she's in the Mummy. I'm like, oh really? Okay. Yeah, that was one of the most fucking underrated Brandon Fraser movies ever, and it's the best. It's in my opinion, the Mummy and the Mummy Returns are like they're the Indiana Jones movies we got in the nineties. It's a great assessment. Maybe we could see an Indiana Jones mummy. Those came out in the 90s or the early 2000s? Uh, 90s, early 2000s <clears throat> sounds about right. Yeah. Because um, Scorpion King came out in like the 
early 2000s. Oh yeah, I forgot that there was like that whole there was yeah, like that the, whole the, mummy the, era. Yeah, it was the rock. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, and then he appeared in Mummy Returns. Yeah. So anyway, fucking dope. <laughs> so um we see that um Natasha finds herself on the run from Thaddeus Ross and she's 10 steps ahead of him. She uh gets this uh this care package from stuff from Budapest safe house. And it's these chemicals that free Yelena from the widow that freed her. Mm. It is a chemical to free the black widows. Now they are aware of what they're doing, but they don't necessarily have control. So to speak, we learn from, you know, mama, mama Melina that, uh, that, she, that, you know, she with those pigs, you know, named him Alexi. It's like, you named me after a pig. Like he looks like you. Mm-hmm. So he, she completely shuts off his breath, his breathing. He's conscious, yeah. but he can't, he can't stop not breathing. And then, you know, she lets the pig live. And they're saying how the family is a shamble. There's nothing. Elena's like, it was real to me. You were my mother. I know we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm just trying to make the, out the key parts of this movie. So we see how Elena and Black Widow spar, going back to the beginning of the movie. Um, she tells him about the Red Room, and she's like, I didn't want you to bring these back. I wanted you to bring them back to one of your Avengers friends. She's like, well, I don't know if you're watching the news lately, but uh, we're kind of going through a divorce. Yeah. So there's that. So they go and break Alexi, Red Guardian, out of the prison. He was fucking amazing, Red yes, Guardian. Yes, I love that shit. I loved how he was boasting about Captain's like, Captain America. My greatest adversary. In 1989, I defeated him. Captain America was still in the ice. You're calling me a liar. This huge fucking guy breaks and fucks up his whole wrist. Mm-hmm. Fucks it all up. So Red Guardian is the only ever Russian super soldier, as we learned. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking amazing. He really is. We learned a little bit about Natasha's backstory as well with this whole thing is that they were Russian spies. You know, Natasha, Melina, Alexei. The only one who really knew it was real, thought it didn't know it wasn't real, was Yelena. Yeah. As a little girl, she's the only one who knows. You know, they get separated. Uh, they go to break uh, Alexei out of prison. And, you know, he gets like, yes. It's like, I'm so proud of you. You can't hear me. Oh, okay. oh, there we go. Ha, ha. So, it was why the long face? Like, you really want to be talking right now? Like, oh, why? Is this your time of the month? I don't have a, u- a uterus or ovaries. That's what they do, you know, when they say, oh, okay, TMI, TMI, TMI. <laughs> so, they find Melina. They, they, she talks about how the widows are, like we said, controlled in a way. They're, they're somewhat conscious, but they they have no control of their own bodies. Mm-hmm. We see this whole kind of like heist movie-esque thing when we see one scene here and then a flashback here with Mama Le- with Milena and, and Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see all of this shit here. They're, they're, you know, they're discussing and Black Widow thought her mother was just, you know, she just treated her like dirt and left her. But Milena told her like, no, your mother tried to find you and Dragoff killed her. We also see a thing of like Alexi trying to talk and bond with Yelena, trying to after the whole dinner scuffle, mm-hmm. and he says like, you know what? Uh, it's like you you don't you want to come in here. You're coming in here to just 
to, to be, you relive your glory days and talk, as the crimson, crimson dynamo and it's not working. Hmm. It's the red girl, the crimson dynamo. The crimson dynamo is also a Russian supervillain, and he is oh, a, really? he is a villain of Iron Man. Wow. Yes, the crimson dynamo is a Marvel villain. Hmm. That's why I, I when I saw the movie, they actually I'm just like crimson dynamo is an Iron Man villain. Do you have anything to drink besides beer? I got white clothes. No, 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 like not alcoholic. Oh, water. Water? Uh, can I have a water? Yeah, sure. You got bottles of water in the front. I'll just grab it. I don't have bottles of water, but I have, um, but I, hang on. Okay. All right, we got our waters. Okay. Hell yeah. Y'all heard that. Yeah, as I gave this to Vinny, stopped it for a second. He like, he was not kidding. He's fucking thirsty. He just like downed the whole thing. Hell yeah. Anyway, so we, you know, we seeing about how Alexi was trying to bond with Elena. And so we see that uh, Drakov's troops came. With Taskmaster, and they found her. We see that uh, what we thought was Black Widow was passed on the ground. Then we see uh, Melina saying, I'm sorry, knocks out uh, Yelena. Melina. Is it Melina? Melina? Yelena? I can't it's, fucking remember. It's Mel- Melina is how they said, but like they kind of like Melina in like a bit of a Russian accent saying, Mama Melina is alive. Um, so we see that the Red Room is like this big st- station up 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 in the sky and that's why the red room is impossible to find yep it's like drakov would never this is why drakov could never be found and then taskmaster as alexi is seeing this he he she as we didn't know at the time sedates him so he doesn't remember we see melena go to drakov's office black widow and alexi are trapped quote unquote uh trapped in uh these cells we later find that Elena and Natasha were wearing masks and wigs. They swapped clothes. Hmm. Those little like like we saw her in uh, in Winter Soldier <coughs> when she posed as that uh, as that councilwoman. Yes. So that's it's like it, a cellular structured. Yes, and we also saw it in Falcon Winter Soldier when Sharon Carter was using it. Mm-hmm. So we see this here. They're talking of when you look, and Draco's like, when you look into the eyes of someone you you raised, they cannot hide from you, or whatever the fuck he said. And he takes the mask and the wig right off, and it's Natasha. And we learned all about the widow program. We learned about all the widows he has all over the world. Yeah. And he tries like, yes, go ahead, and try and kill me. He, she can't kill him. Oh yeah, she she couldn't she couldn't lay a finger on him. He had a pheromone uh, cologne on him, which prevented her from using it. Hence, you know, ovaries and all that fun stuff. Well, not that fun stuff. So he was like, <laughs> she's even Melina said like the pheromone odor is so potent that not even I can attack him. Wow. So in, within these flashback scenes. That's when Natasha was trying to get him to punch her. It's like, oh, you such a big, strong man. You, you punch like a girl. And psh, psh, trying to bring her down. And after, you know, she said, like, you're going to have to convince him to show you everything. And you need to sever the nerve of where that... Where oh, the, yeah, that was the, where, one of the coolest where those, parts. One those pheromones to get to you. And right as, as Drakeoff explained his entire plan, and he revealed that Taskmaster is his daughter... And he had the chip in the back of a neck. In the back of a neck. <laughs> that's a fucking... Uh, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, that's a meme. That's I laughed. Be. I'm like, huh. So, 
again, we talked about Taskmaster already. We see that, and the um, right as he explained his entire plan, call back to Avengers 1, Natasha just goes, thank you for your cooperation. Yep, yep, yep. So we see, and then we cut back to Melina, you know, with the whole thing. With the, with the flashbacks, it's like, but there was one thing that you couldn't do. And she just takes her hands, bangs her face on the fucking desk. Hard as fuck. Severs the nerve. Sever the nerve. Breaks her fucking nose. Starts beating the shit out of Drake off. In come the widows. He's like, do not leave here until she dies. And these widows come in. They're beating the shit out of her. Then Yelena comes in. And she was trapped because they wanted to put the mind control chip inside of her fucking head. And Melina was trying to help her out via, via fucking uh, earpiece. Yep, yep, yep. We see that there. Uh, she releases like the, the chemical bomb that frees all the widows. Real quickly before we get towards the end of it. Melina is very suspicious. Do you know why? Because why would she lead Black Widow to this thing where she said, we'll lead Ross Light right to them. Mm. And then she, you know, lead Drakeoff right to them. She's just as tied to Drakeoff and just as involved in this whole thing as he is. Because remember when she was down there and they're like, stop this, Melina, stop. And then just, oops, a daisy does the done, blows up the fucking engine. Okay, change it, Natasha. Okay, Yelena, change the plans. Um, we're bringing it. We 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 can still do this, but we're bringing the ship down. You do this faster, pretty much. What she's saying. Mm-hmm. So if the red room is gone, if everybody's gone, there's no evidence to show by it. She would have gotten arrested. She was covering her own ass. Yep. So she's still very suspicious. I believe she's still very suspicious. She's sus to bring an old, <laughs> an old an old meme back. Sus. Anyway, so. Black Widow and Yelena, they they free the widows, and then uh, Black Widow is trying to free the widows all around the world. And as Drakov is trying to get away, the soldiers are trying to get him out. They're like, "Wait, I have to go back." It's like, "No, sir, we have to go." Takes the because his his ring was the key. Oh yeah. Downloaded the data, and Black Widow freed all the widows from around the world, from his control. They can live their own lives now. So we see that, and. You know, she, um, uh, Yelena is, is is the cause of Drakeoff's death. Like, Yelena knows, like, this was fun. And we'll talk a little bit about some of my favorite Yelena moments in a minute. Um, you know, Black Widow saves her in the most ridiculous way possible. You know, but it's not, it's a Marvel movie, so why not? And then Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch, <laughs> Scarlet Johansson, Natasha Romanoff fights Taskmaster, is able to get that chemical out, mm-hmm. and says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and says, is he gone? And she says, yes. Finds Yelena, and she goes, we're both upside down, calling back <laughs> at the beginning of the movie when they were both upside down as kids playing. Mm-hmm. So, the vest that Yelena bought, which she said is so fucking cool, <laughs> and there's so many pockets you can use Many pockets, for, yes. That's the same vest Black Widow was wearing in Avengers Infinity War, Yep, as we later found out. So what's really sad is that this is the last time Black Widow sees her family. Mm-hmm. They say goodbye. I don't know how she escaped Ross and the government when she was just standing there, but okay. And then her friend who got her all that stuff when she was, when she was on the run got her a Quinjet. She was in her Avengers Infinity War look with the short blonde hair, the vest and everything, mm-hmm. and she presumably went to go see Steve Rogers and help bust out the other Avengers that were held captive. 
Oh, yeah. So, first and foremost, Yelena Belova was the best thing for me in this movie, along with Red Guardian. I think it was an all-star cast altogether. It, but they stole the movie, dude. Yeah. Like, Black Widow and Natasha Romanoff, not Romanoff, Scarlett Johansson, she was great. And she's been great at this role for, for 11 years. But just Florence Pugh and David Harbour, Elena Belova and the Red Guardian, they, they stole the movie from me, man. They really did? They were so, so fucking good. I, I agree. Uh, Florence Pugh, they, she was my favorite of the entire movie. So fucking great. And I love that, that they've set her up in this movie now. So, we see that that is the end of the movie so far. Yeah. Let's cut to the after credit scene. Mm-hmm. Yelena gets, goes, uh, she has a dog, and she says she only wanted a dog. And Motherfucker. She, and she names her Fanny as a callback to, what's his name? We never got his, I don't remember his name in the movie, the guy who got Natasha, all that shit. You know, the Quinjet and all that. Oh, yeah. He, it's like, Fan, uh, Fanny make something. So, I can't remember. I don't know. But it, the first name was Fanny, and she the dog's name is Fanny. We kind of get the closure we didn't get with her in Endgame and the tribute that she so rightfully deserves. We saw a grave for Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. With the Black Widow symbol, uh, daughter, sister, Avenger. And it's a wide open space, and Yelena goes down to the, the grave, and she's mourning the loss of her sister, and she's on her, you know, She's squatting, and she does that little whistle that they do. I can't do it because I fucked it all up. Um, but that little signature whistle they do to each other to, to say hello and goodbye to each other. No response. As she's standing there mourning the loss of her sister, we just hear... Yeah. And who do we see but Contessa, Valentina, Allegra, Fontaine? who we saw in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. She comes, oh, that's such a touching moment. You're not supposed to be bothering me during my holiday time, Valentina. Oh, no, I know. I just, you know, it's a lovely space. Like, I want to raise you, know, you and me both. But anyway, I thought you'd want some closure and find out who's responsible for your sister's death. And she pulls out on an iPad, which crazy to see. Apparently now she, a villain has an iPad. Yeah. Now, she is saying that Hawkeye is the blame for Natasha's death. Now, that is setting up the plot for Hawkeye mm-hmm. for later on this year. Because I've been wondering, like, Hawkeye's coming out later this year, but what is the plot? What is the plot going to be? Obviously, Elena's going to be the villain in this show. I don't see Hawkeye doing much against Kang. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Hawkeye's definitely not going to take down Kang. Nope. So now we clearly see Val, Contessa, she is setting up either the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers. Mm. She's already got John Walker, this fucking psychopath of a guy, working for her. And now she's already got... Who knows how long she's had Yelena on her payroll. Yep. So who knows? Now, originally, if you remember, we were supposed to get Black Widow first... And then the Falcon, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So we would have had a lot of questions as to who is this woman and what do they do? Hawkeye. And, like, and then when we see her in Falcon, Winter Soldier, it's the big reveal. Yeah. Those I are all very good points. I actually like it better that we got Falcon, the Winter Soldier first and then Black Widow because we got this big reveal of who she is in the show. You know, these 
these these high heels coming down the hallway, and then the and the camera pans up to her face. Yeah, and she reveals who she is. This one would have been a bit, a bit more of a mystery, but overall, Black Widow as a movie, I think is first of all, it's just great to see a Marvel movie back in the theaters. Yep, it's been a long time coming for this movie. We've been wanting to see it for so long. You know, when it was announced, Marvel fans were excited because, like, yes, Black Widow should have had a movie a while ago. I think they could have done this movie if they squeezed it into phase into phase three. Yeah, I think they could have done it. Um, but uh, it is what it is. But we got the movie. Is it the best movie they've done? No, not by a long shot. No. Is it a fun, entertaining movie and definitely a good time? Yes, absolutely. I I recommend anybody to go see it. Mm-hmm. I've only ever hated two Marvel movies, and that's Thor: The Dark World and Captain Marvel. And this is how, you, and, and and for me, this is how you do a superhero, female superhero movie done right. This is how you do it. Black Widow is leaps and bounds so much better than Captain Marvel. Hell yeah, it is so much better. That it was just too rushed. It, they shoot her. They shoot her inches again to Endgame. They fucked over Brie Larson with that. And I re- truly hope Brie Larson gets redemption in the next Captain Marvel movie because mm-hmm. I do think she's great and I think she can do great things with the character, as I've mentioned many, many times before. From Clifton. Yes, Jersey girl, represent. So anyway, on a scale of one to ten, what number rating would you give Black uh, Black Widow? Uh, seven five. I'd gonna say like about a seven. Yeah. Seven. It's fun. To, that's still a great number. Yeah. Still a fun time. Nothing against the uh, against the cast. Just Taskmaster was really the main negative. That's it. And that kind of sucks when your main negative is the villain you promoted this whole time. Yeah, right. Like we were so gassed up about Taskmaster. Yeah. I know, but uh, you know, we thought he was going to be like you know Dark Avengers or Thunderbolts type of thing. We still, I we're still going to get the Thunderbolts or the Dark Avengers because you know Yelena and. You know, and U.S. agent. Hey, it's still great to me. That's what I think. I, th- I think it's still great, and we're going to get a hell of a show Yeah. For, in Hawkeye. Hell yeah. Overall, that will do it for this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Bit of a long one, but we needed to make up the time for last week. We apologize for last week, but next week we will be doing all three episodes of The Bad Batch that we have not covered. You called this podcast your other podcast. What I say? You said... That wraps it up for not another wrestling podcast. Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm keeping this. Fuck it. This is the least edited episode I've ever done. Fuck it. We've been talking about wrestling this whole time. <laughs> well, because I just did an interview with my wrestling podcast, not a wrestling podcast, with independent wrestler Tony Cheney. So go check that out if you're a wrestling fan. Um uh, this will do it for fan speculation. It's been yes. a, it's been a long day. Yes, it has. It's been a very long day for both of us. Anyway, please give us a follow at fan speculation on Twitter and at fan speculation underscore pod on motherfucker on Instagram. Not a motherfucker. Is that an app? Is that an app Sam Jackson made? Probably. <laughs> do you remember when he had had an app? What the Sam Jackson app? That was a real. What did just say, motherfucker? It, he just—it was just Sam Jackson saying a bunch of different shit. It's like it was just a sound soundboard app. Yeah, he just said a bunch of different phrases. Like, let's, uh, he's like, let's get this shit to cracking. I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on these motherfucking plane. Oh hell no, that did not just happen. Oh hell no, that shit did not. My favorite was, fuck no, that shit did not just. 
fuck it happened <laughs> it's like it was so fucking funny and how I discovered it he was on a, that George Lopez late night show and oh were, shit <laughs> and I think it's a free app too oh Jesus I, I don't know if it's still out there but it was fucking I had it on my on my first iPod touch it's hilarious anyway this is a long outro <laughs> anyway that'll do it for this episode of Fan Speculation like I said follow us on Twitter at Fan Speculation on Instagram at Fan Speculation underscore pod uh, please be sure if you're a wrestling fan, go check out my interview with uh, El Capo. <laughs> I'm going to fuck up his name. <laughs> <sighs> El Capo Grande. Tony Chini, leader of the Mob Squad. Over on my wrestling podcast, the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys all for listening to this episode. Let us know your thoughts on Loki. Let us know your thoughts on Black Widow. We want to hear your thoughts and your opinions, and especially on what you thought of fucking Kang. Hell yeah. Kang gang bang. Kang gang bang. Get, <laughs> get bang. Uh, get Kang. Get, get Kang banged. Get Kang banged. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll, for CJ Palmasano. Vinny Carini. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Hell yeah.